Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Hi, this is Jerry Boyer. Welcome to Meeting of Minds podcast. My guest today is Paul Chesser, who heads up the Corporate Integrity Project um, at the National Legal Policy Center. Um, uh, So um, Paul and his group recently put out a press release about the upcoming annual meetings, one coming up very soon for the Coca-Cola company and also PepsiCo, uh, about abortion. Yes, Abortion is going to be a topic uh, with the big soft uh, soft drink companies this year, believe it or not. Uh, and uh, the uh, National Legal and Policy Center um, has weighed in with these companies, taking the point of view. Well, you know, actually, Paul can describe the point of view that they've taken. Paul, welcome to uh, Meeting of Minds. Oh, thanks for having me, Jerry. Okay, so what do you think about these proposals uh, to uh, get Coca-Cola and Pepsi to uh, weigh in on abortion policy? Well, I mean, we expressed that in our filings with the SEC. Uh, we've, we filed a couple reports in opposition to uh, a couple of the left-leaning groups' uh, proposals that are basically uh, uh, launching off of the Supreme Court decision last year that overturned Roe v. Wade. Uh, there's a group called As You So, <clears throat> S-O-W, um, that is at, they're on the left side of the spectrum. They, they have proposals of all types, environmental, social issues, LGBT, and I don't know how they make their decision, what they introduce where, but with Coca-Cola and Pepsi, they introduced a so-called reproductive rights uh, proposal uh, at both of those soft drink uh, maker companies and uh, what they're asking for is for the companies to do a report on the impacts of the various states that have introduced abortion bans or, or uh, you know, increased abortion limitations or access to abortion and their impact on these companies' uh, ability to recruit, their impacts on you know, recruit employees, uh, you know, employ women, uh, their rights and so forth. So basically they're just trying to expose these companies, uh, and, and basically apply pressure to them for their political contributions to, uh, uh, pro-life candidates. They're, that's, that's contained within their proposals. Um, and just basically get them to take a position on, 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 uh, pro-abortion on the pro-abortion side of things. And they use all kinds of uh, propaganda sources. If you go and look at the footnotes of these uh, pro- on these proposals at Coca-Cola and Pepsi, uh, you know they use very slanted surveys mm-hmm. and uh, even, even cite Ms. Magazine as a source, a feminist magazine. So we decided this can't go unanswered. You know, we just started wading into these kinds of reports at the SEC um, ourselves this year. So we just said this needs to be answered, and we uh, we 
put together a report that really exposes their sourcing, uh, you know, what more an even-handed uh, type of surveys are showing, uh, and that our position, you know, we're not an organization, we're not a social issues organization. Our position is we're shareholder activists and that companies should be uh, neutral on, on issues or, or not, not outspoken at all on these uh, divisive kind of issues, whether it be LGBT, uh, abortion or p- versus pro-life. Uh, you know, they should be appealing to the widest uh, spectrum of possible customers, shareholders, what have you. And that's that's what exercising their fiduciary responsibility is. So that's that's the case we make. Uh, and uh, so, so you that's don't make where a pro-life case. Of- you make a pro-shareholder yeah. case, yeah. which is well, essentially right. stick to your main focus, um, you know, uh, soft drinks. You know, you've got a day job. Stick to your day job. Don't get into abortion policy. You're not. You're not asking these companies to come down and endorse pro-life legislation. And I'll, exactly. I'll, you know, you're 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 telling them to stay out of it, basically. Right. Right. And you know, by virtue of us making our case, basically, we say, well, you know, there's another side of the story here. There's another side of the argument. Some of those uh, those arguments or those positions are expressed in our report. But we're just we're just saying, hey, there's another way to view that. It's just part of our report. It's, we just say there's another way to view this. Uh, you shouldn't just be taking uh, what this left leftist group is saying, uh, you know, without scrutiny, without examining, you know, their sources. And, and uh, you know, basically we, we settle down at the end of the of our report saying, you know, just stay out of it, you know, and yeah. You know, Coca-Cola, uh, James Quincy, the chairman and CEO, he's weighed in on a number of divisive issues uh, in recent years before the, the Roe v. Wade decision was overturned or the was made last year. Uh, they weighed in on the Georgia ab- uh, abortion law. They weighed in on the Georgia election integrity law. So James Quincy has this, uh, you know. Do you happen to remember to whether Coca-Cola them. weighed in on the abortion on the Roe versus Wade thing? Uh, I think they signed on to a letter. I don't think they were as vocal. And I think you saw that with companies across the board after, right. what is it, the Dobbs versus, you, you know, probably know the, the name of the case better, Dobbs versus Women's Health Clinic yes. uh, decision. Uh, companies were more, they were not as vocal as they may have been. Say, if this had happened, that decision had gone down two years ago, they would have all been far more outspoken, I, I think. And uh, and by the way, I know PepsiCo, I, and I've been in touch with them. They mm-hmm. didn't say anything. They stayed right. out of it. Yeah. Uh, so there. So these companies can. I mean, when you when when George Floyd was killed, that the the flood of companies speaking out on that issue, or when Georgia was doing um, uh, voter ID, etc. I mean, companies they were falling all over one another to speak out on this issue. But when 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 Roe versus Wade was overturned, it was a tiny fraction of, of what we had grown used to when exactly. it comes to advocacy. So it seems to me like these companies are wising up um, to some degree. And also these activists are pushing the envelope so much um, right. that they're push that they're pushing companies to the point where companies now feel like they now realize that they can never really assuage them. They can never really appease them. Right. And, and well, there was an article. There was an article this morning on Axios that, that, that reports that companies are far 
more reticent to talk about their ESG values and their advocacy. I should uh, look they're, that they're up. I, much didn't, more quiet. I yeah. didn't notice that. All right. Yep. So th- this morning in Axios. Now, this morning won't be this morning when this runs, but um, maybe right. a couple of days ago. So Friday. We did a little time. Friday the 21st. Together. Okay. Right. Um, there you go. Yeah, they're, 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 they're learning from it, and they learn from the Disney example uh, as well. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about the tool um, because I'm just learning about this from, from you um, and from the National Legal and Policy Center. And I think you've really emerged as the leader among conservative groups, conservative and or libertarian groups, in the use of this particular tool, which the left has been using for a long time. People who listen to my podcast know that you can vote your shares, right? They know that. Anyone, anyone who's, that, who's a regular listener, they know that if you own shares in a company, unless in a rare case there's non-voting shares, but generally you can vote your shares. And they also know that you can put proposals on the ballot, um, or you can try, and you maybe have a decent chance of doing so. What I think is going to be new information to them um, and has become new information to me is even if you're not the lead proponent, even if you don't have the $25,000 worth of shares you know, for a year that it takes to put something to put something on the ballot, you can weigh in on these issues in a way that I consider analogous almost to an amicus brief with the Supreme Court. When there's right. something before the court, you've got a plaintiff, you've got a defendant, but somebody who's neither the plaintiff nor the defendant can send a friend of the court brief saying, we think, whatever, Roe versus Wade should be overturned, or we think mm-hmm. Roe versus Wade should be upheld. And the same thing can happen with corporations, and that's what you've been doing here. Right. Well, these are called, you know, in the arcane uh, bureaucraties, uh, they're called notices of exempt solicitation. I discovered them last year as I was doing proposals and looking at <clears throat> The Securities and Exchange Commission's Edgar system, which is basically the docket for every corporation, every publicly traded corporation uh, in the country. Um, and I discovered that there were these filings. Uh, they have this weird, uh, you know, form number that they're filed under. And I, I'd click on them and there would always be these left leaning groups who are saying, hey, support our proposal on uh net zero goals or on climate change or put you know or (laughs) then i'd look even further and i'd say we oppose these two directors at duke energy you know our public utility here in north carolina where i live we you know because they're not strong enough on climate change issues and then i saw others that were weighing in in a opposition proposal and i'm like wow (laughs) this is quite a tool and uh, these are being filed well before the annual meetings and basically what I've learned over, you know, observing a lot of these and now starting to do them is basically, uh, you know, when when you're a shareholder proponent, you bring in a proposal and you get through the whole SEC process and you're not excluded from the proxy if the company tries to exclude you. Well, your proposal only gets 500 words. It's really hard to make a strong case for your proposal in 500 words. So you get on the proxy statement. And then the company o- opposes you, whether you're on the left or the right. The company always opposes these proposals with very, very few exceptions. Yes. Uh, and they get on an unlimited number of words in their proxy statement. They can make their proxy statement thousand, <laughs> thousand pages long so they can accommodate whatever argument they want to make uh, for the shareholders. And then when you're the proponent and you f- get to the shareholder meeting, you get two to five minutes. Usually it's two to three minutes to uh, present your proposal and uh, 
you know, by then almost everybody has voted and immediately when all the proponents have finished their their uh, arguments for their proposal, voting's over. The the secretary oh, it's says, fast. OK, it is yeah, really quick. The corporate secretary says, OK, the voting's closed and, and that's it. You, so the case, whatever case you may have made to change somebody's mind is that, you know, you have to be quick on the trigger. You have to be quicker than if you were on Jeopardy. I have I have been in uh, situations where I've tried to vote and I've missed it. Right. Um, uh, So you have to move quickly. And by the way, shareholder proposals are further down the list. So management proposals are first. So it's like management proposal, management proposal, management proposal. And then shareholder, you might be the last proposal. And then within 30 seconds of the time that you finish talking, they say management, you know, recommends a no vote for the reasons given in the proxy. And the voting is closed. I mean, it's really a pretty... There's a thumb on the scale here. I don't know that you get 30 seconds. So anyway, back to, so you've got all this, the deck is stacked against the shareholder proponent. So I realized these filings are being made three, four weeks, you know, thereabouts ahead of the annual meetings. And they, they're, they're as long as you want them to be. And uh, so you can make an an extensive footnoted argument for your proposal or against a, a director that you oppose for for a company's board like we did with Al Gore for Apple's board I noticed that uh, yeah uh, or you know in opposition to um, uh, uh, left-leaning groups or any groups uh, proposals uh, that are that are also on the proxy like we just talked about with coca-cola and Pepsi so that's what we've been trying to do. You know, we only have so much in t- terms of resources and bandwidth. And, and so we try to pick our spots. But, uh, you know, we we've we had three of these types of reports uh, for Apple, three of them for Starbucks. We had a huge one for Disney uh, and we've just been rolling with it. And we're having we're having fun. We've gotten some news coverage. Our, our uh, opposition to Al Gore got a Fox Business story done. Um we're doing a lot of proposals on uh, asking companies to disclose their uh, their risk in it, uh, associated with all the extent of the business they do in China. Companies like Apple and McDonald's and Starbucks, Boeing, uh, and we've gotten some news coverage on that. So it's it's all part of the uh, the activity. And even though you may not get um, you know attention for one. Or a couple of these things, if, I think in the aggregate, you know, we'll, we'll start to gain more attention. And, and like you said at, at, at the beginning of discussing this, the left has been doing it. I, I would, you know, it looks like they've been doing it for well over 10, 15 years. And they're doing it for a reason. I don't fully understand yet uh, the benefit of doing it. But, I, you know, what you told me the other day was interesting to me. You said that ISS, you found our, our uh, report uh, on city on Citigroup uh, through ISS's, uh, you know, proxy recommendation uh, or not their recommendation, but their proxy uh, materials. Yeah, well, their their analysis, which includes the recommendation. So they referred to it and and reproduced your arguments. Um, So and the other thing is um, it appears on the company website, right? These have to appear on the company website, right? Well, they don't have to, I think, I, I, after looking at a number of the company websites, see, all the companies have investor websites. 
Right. So I've seen some companies where they pop up that, you know, they just open the floodgates to whatever the SEC posts. It, it just fill, you know flows through to the company investor website. But some of them are limiting them to just certain filings like, you know, the company's own prospectuses like for Bank of America or, or Wells Fargo. So it's kind of hit and miss. But, you know, it was nice to get our big, uh, you know, China risk audit on Apple's website. We saw that there. Um, so there's there 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 are definitely you know a lot of, is a lot of that, and they have to go um, on the SEC public record, which is also available available to the public. Right. Well, that's the big thing. You know, if if any shareholder, you know, and with the SEC website, they call it Edgar. Uh, you know, you can subscribe to any and all filings for a company, and they'll come into your email box. You'll get notified whenever there's a new filing, and and you know that some of these big institutional investors are. You know, they like BlackRock or Vanguard, they've got their analysts that are, you know, they're, they're assigned to follow Apple and, and Disney and and whatever companies. So it'll flow through. And, and so, you know, they're 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 forced to be aware of it. And, um, you know, hopefully hopefully some of our allies uh, on on our side of the of things where we we are trying to pressure companies to go back to neutral uh, we'll start filing these reports as well because we need a lot more voices on our side. It's, I, I've told uh, told some of our friends um, that you know view it as a public comment docket. You know, for a, for a corporation, you know, there's the whenever the government, the federal government makes a new rule, there's a, I think some state governments do this too, but you know, whenever they do a proposed rule under a law, they're going to say you know provide these regulations or whatever environmental what have you. They're required to post it and notify the public that they're doing this. And there's like a 60 day period where the public has to weigh in, you know, if they want, if they want to weigh in on, on uh, the proposed rule, whether it's for or against, they do that. And uh, then the, the agency is required to review all of the, all the feedback they've received from the public. And, and so that's, yeah, I that's did, I did that where research did that when uh, there were the department of labor rules um, under mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Trump administration that basically said you can't use ESG unless you can show ESG helps with returns, um, right. right? I mean, you can use it, but you can't use it automatically. Yeah. You have to show that it's fiduciary. So I was able right. to write a white paper and put it in the public comments. And right. so so this is part of the permanent record. Yeah, and the SEC climate rule, you know, that where they're, they're, they've got a proposed rule to, dis, you know, for make companies disclose their climate risks, um, you know, and their emissions. Uh, you know, there was a huge response to that from all sides of the spectrum so so just view these these you know ahead of the the dates of these annual meetings after the proxy statement comes out it's kind of like green light go right you know here's your here's your opportunity to to make your case for your proposal or whatever you may oppose on the proxy statement and again it's any voting item on the proxy statement you don't have to be you don't have to be a shareholder do you uh i'm I'm pretty sure you don't, because uh, I just discovered earlier this week that the Union of Concerned Scientists, all they did was post a letter signed by a bunch of their members uh, that say they said they imposed some kind of net zero uh, or they have supported some kind of net zero uh, proposal. I can't remember which company it was, but I said Union of Concerned Scientists, they're not shareholders. So it looks to me like all you have to do is be registered in the Edgar system to to be uh, be able to file these things and have them show up on a company's docket. Well, if they didn't make you prove you were a shareholder, 
like if you logged on and you didn't have to put in your control number or whatever, yeah. then it's not right. required that you be a shareholder. Um, I would think it would help in terms of credibility, of course, you right. know, uh, to yeah. write as a shareholder or on behalf of a shareholder because you're appealing to shareholders. So, you know, fellow shareholders, you know, it's a kind of a. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I use that term all the time and I'm, I imagine you do too. Yeah. Um, so uh, this isn't easy. Like everything, the voting isn't easy. The proposals isn't easy. This stuff is not designed to make it easy for ordinary people to speak out on this. Um, the activists who are well-funded, I mean, you're going to have to, you, I think you spend, you're going to spend a couple of days learning how this system works um, in order to, to do it. But once you know how the system works, then, you know, once you're registered, yeah. registered properly, uh, then you can do it. And I think there's some services out there which inexpensively can kind of help format it the right way, et cetera. Yeah. Well, you, there's a template you have to follow, and it's just basically minimal disclaimers at the top. You have to say, you know, we're filing this voluntarily, and I won't get into the, the weeds on that. But, um, you know, you have to s declare who the company is, who you are, your address. And then at the end, you say this is a voluntary filing and we're not, you know, we're not collecting proxies. We're not collecting votes. We can't do that. We're not in a position to do that. So we're just, you know, this is our advice to fellow shareholders and we encourage you to vote the, this way. Um, and then, you know, getting... Getting registered is is a is a task, but you know once you you've done it and you've created the template and you know with all your disclaimers set in place, I just copy and paste companies over other companies to create new documents to upload. And then there's a third party filing service, and I I discovered I tried to figure it out myself how to get it uploaded to Edgar in the format that they needed, and it was just I wasn't going to pull it off. So so we enlisted this outside company to do it for us. Okay. So do you keep using them or did they, did you learn enough that you can just copy and paste from there? No, we, well, with, with this outside company, it's very um, specific and rigorous uh, how Ed, the Edgar system uh, accepts these filings. So what we do is we send them a word document. We put in whatever image files we want in there. You have to, if you look at a, an Edgar filing of any type, mm -hmm. You know, it'll be a text file, and then you'll see all the individual image files. Like, if you have a hundred images in there, that's going to be a separate image file mm -hmm. up on the Edgar system for each for each filing. So, yeah, yeah, so, I've used Edgar you know, to look at NPX filings to see like how how funds right. voted. It's it's not right. exactly user friendly. Look, this is government folks. The the D yeah, exactly, this, and think of the DMV, but much worse. So right, there's a there's right. you know freedom freedom isn't free. You know, you gotta, but I don't I don't want to make it sound so burdensome that you know your listeners won't be want to do it. They, you know they they say throw up their hands and say, well I can't bother with that. Once you have it done, then you know how to do it. Then then you're good to go. And you know we've filed at least a dozen of these so far this proxy season. It's still early in the proxy season, so you know we're happy with our first year's production. We'll we'll plan to do more next year. We've we had a, enlisted a couple of freelancers to help us do these. I always say I didn't have the time to do all of them. So we'll be better prepared to, to go forward with them next year and do more of them. All right. Wonderful. Well, thanks for your work on this. And thank you for putting a new arrow in our quiver for those of us who want to get companies back to the business of being companies and out of the business of being self-appointed PACs, 527 groups, or uh, advocacy organizations. So thank you for your work at the National Legal and Policy Center, uh, specifically the uh, Corporate Integrity Project. Great. Thanks for having me, Jerry.